0: Hello, it is July 5th, I am Trent Reinsmith, the host of the Come On Now MMA podcast, and this is the newest latest. First thing I want to discuss is related to UFC 251, and Ariel Hawani tweeted out on July 4th, the UFC's charter flight from Vegas to Abu Dhabi left late last night, UFC rented uh, the plane all the fighters UFC staff in some corners are in the first are in first and business class rest the corners and coach Media and second coach Everyone is spread out The thing that caught my attention here is that the media For the event flying out of Vegas, and I'm also going to assume flying out of The other hub points for this event are on the same plane now okay that's probably the safest way to do this but it also creates an issue for the media folks there's always this question of how deeply is the ufc involved with certain media members and if there's impropriety with that and i would say my experience has been that I haven't actively seen it and I any of the sites that I've been with if it has happened I've never I've never been a part of it and no one's ever shared that with me so I can honestly say that but I've always been a contractor and not a employee so they would also have no reason to share that with me. So, first-hand knowledge of any kind of shady dealings, I, I don't know. I have none. But this creates a question in my mind. if If the UFC is flying the media over there, are they billing that media for their hotel rooms and for their flights and for any other things that are taken care of inside this safety zone for this event it's a legitimate question for this one so you're going to be staying there a month so um george from mma junkie tweeted out that that i'm going to assume it's john morgan is making this trip because john morgan makes all the trips um that junkie paid for morgan and I don't know if um, Ken, the videographer, is going as well. But I'm going to assume that, that if he is, that that would also cover him as well. So they, he, he answered that pretty quickly on, on this. And I'm, and I'm not accusing anyone. I just would hope that if you're a media member and you are making this trip and you are not paying for it, I think that is something that has to be disclosed um, because that's not something that should be done so ethically I think it's it it warrants a disclosure if you're a part of the media and you're traveling on the UFC's dime so hopefully that happens um, we we kind of have this the MMA media is always kind of a looked at, looked down upon, I think, um, when it comes to other, as compared to other sports. So I I think it's essential that anyone who is making this trip um, from anywhere and as a media member, they they disclose if they were billed for these things or if they are accepting um, what would be considered, I think, at least in my mind, gifts, from the ufc for for travel but i don't know if that'll happen but it it 100 should i covered this uh back in may but i think it's time to cover it again with the uptick in positive covid 19 tests from ufc fighters um so to me, it looks like the UFC's main concern when it comes to health and safety is around fight weeks. And that makes sense because they want to have these fights go off with, without any issues. And they want everybody to get to these events safely and allow the UFC to make its money. But as we've seen this week, there's been a big uptick in positive tests and almost lost the main event to Saturday's fight card when Gilbert Burns tested positive. So, I don't know if this is happening. I would hope that if it is, the UFC would disclose this because it would make people, fans, media, fighters, would make them all feel a whole lot better about things. But, give, um, but I think the UFC should be providing every fighter, every coach, everybody that's involved with training these fighters some kind of documentation on best practices on how to stay healthy and how to avoid falling ill. That could include just how to keep the gym clean, best practices for avoiding... Multiple people in the training. Just anything that can really help these guys and gals stay healthy so they can not only put on these fights, make their money and not catch a a deadly virus. Now, odds that a UFC fighter um, succumbing to this illness are probably slim because they're in pretty good health for the most part but they're also at the point where they probably have um weakened immune systems so there's no guarantee despite what you know Brendan Schaub would tell you so it would be very helpful and it would be a good thing if the UFC um did did provide every fighter with best practices and you know, do some kind of follow up, make sure they're they're all staying as safe and healthy as possible. Because with cases again up, with the uptick in cases, and I would say the reluctance to wear masks for a lot of people, and things still remaining kind of open, uh, that we're we're probably in in a spot right now where without some pretty strict safety precautions We're going to see more and more Positive COVID-19 tests And That is um, That's not something that anyone Wants to to, to endure When it, it Probably can be avoided So I would hope the UFC would do this But I haven't heard anything on it So If they haven't they should So staying on The topic of COVID-19 I When the Fight Island plan came out, I, I said it was a good plan, and I still believe it is a good plan, because, as we see, it's catching fighters who are testing positive before they leave to travel to the event. So I hope that this is something that will continue next month when the UFC returns to the apex in Las Vegas. If, if they drop the ball and, and, and remove that from the, the protocol, I think that's a huge mistake because the risk for infection of other people and, and the fighters themselves increases then. So if a fighter is, is tested at home and they test negative and then they travel... And then they test positive sometime during fight week. Then you're going to have to do some some tracing of where they could have got fallen ill. Now, odds in domestically, they're not going to do charter flights. Because it just doesn't make sense. Because, well, it just doesn't make sense. So, you'd have to trace back to the point where... They got on the plane, and, and maybe they got it on the plane. Maybe they got it at the fighter hotel if, if protocols aren't being followed strictly there. But there's a lot of things that could that need to be followed up on. But if they test positive before they leave, then then they don't travel, which is what you want, what the UFC wants, what the fighter wants, what everyone wants. Uh, because if they and then if, say someone doesn't get tested before they travel and then they test positive when they get there but they'd been on a plane and now you you should have to tell everyone to get get with that uh airline and let them know there's a possibility that that everyone on that plane including the staff could have COVID-19 so avoid that if you can, if at all possible and the way you do that is you test before people travel um so hopefully that happens Another thing that is missing from this protocol and was missing from every other protocol, except for Nevada's, but I never got an answer from them if this happens, is a, if not a quarantine and a test two weeks after they re- fighters return home from the event, at least a test after fighters re- return home from the event. And this brings me to Dan Hooker, which everyone said, poor Dan Hooker, but because he couldn't see his, he couldn't be in the same room or house with his, his wife and child after he returned from the fight. But that's for the greater good in New Zealand. And that's that should be the exception. I mean, that should be the rule not the exception. And right now it is the exception. But if that can't be done or won't be done, at least the UFC should pay for a testing two weeks after fighters return home. Um, it, it just should be done. Another thing that the Nevada State Athletic Commission's protocol included in that I have not seen any proof of or acknowledgment that it's happening is contact tracing. So the the folks who are testing positive now before they travel, I hope the UFC is doing contact tracing on the, with those with those with those fighters and anybody on the team. If that's not the case, that is a huge miss. And yet yeah, it's going to be costly. But the same as the quarantining for two weeks that Dan Hooker is undergoing, the contact tracing is for the greater good of society. Not just for the fighters, not just for the UFC, not just for a PR move, but it's for the greater good of society. So, hopefully that is happening. Hopefully the UFC will it will will say if it is happening or not they haven't done so yet Nevada I asked if they had received a plan from the UFC which the protocol says they sh they, they need to for contact tracing I did not get an answer and I asked more than once so contact tracing at this point with the uptick in, fo- in positive tests that needs to happen and the UFC needs to acknowledge whether it is happening or not. So, again, something that has to come out. And if it's not being done, has to be done. Same thing goes with uh, pay. So we know that the UFC paid Matt Frivola, his winning show after his fight got scrapped when his coach tested positive for COVID-19. Now that we're having more and more folks test positive, we need to know that they're going to be afforded the same. So Gilbert Burns, pay him his his win and show. Anybody else that's getting bumped out of a fight because of COVID-19, pay them their win and show. They went through their camps. They prepared for a fight during a global pandemic. They deserve that money anything short of that is just the UFC being cheap, miserly and ripping fighters off of money they deserve now I know some knuckleheads are going to say they get paid to fight not to train but that's bullshit because as uh, I think it was Chuck Liddell said the training is the job the training is the work the fight's the reward, so the work for these folks is done. Pay them for that work. Um, that that just should be what what it is, which leads to a question: the UFC's insurance for fighters is for Injury during fight camps This cope With COVID-19 It's not an injury It's an illness And from what I've been told Illnesses are not covered During training camps So if a fighter Has to do more than Quarantine at home And ends up having to go to the To the hospital Or get you know advanced treatment for covid-19 are they going to have to pay that out of pocket from what i understand the answer is yes so hopefully the ufc will will take care of that but again the ufc is so against being transparent that this is something we 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 don't know and without the ufc just coming out and telling us we'll never know I mean, we we'll, we'll might find out from a, a leak or something, but that shouldn't be how it is. The UFC is so tight-lipped with anything; it's just, it's, it's horrible, and it's unnecessary, and it makes it look like the the promotion is hiding things. And this is just another one that, another thing that is going to, it's a bad look. And if they're if they're going to take care of fighters who fall ill let us know. If they're not, let us know that too. Because if you're doing something and you're ashamed to admit what you're doing or not doing, well, that's a problem. If you're not admitting it or not owning up to something because you're embarrassed, that says a lot. So hopefully, those fighters and coaches, well, not the coaches because they don't fall under the UFC's They're not even independent contractors for the UFC. They're just independent contractors working for the fighters. So they're not going to get covered. But at the very least, the fighters should. Last week, I think it was last week, Sean O'Malley said that he got his check from Reebok for the merchandise that they sold um of of his and he said that there was over a million dollars of merchandise of o'malley merchandise sold and his royalty check was for three thousand dollars which obviously is not good and reebok replied and told him that the royalty payouts are not through them, but rather through the contracts the fighters have with the UFC. And so O'Malley, even though the, the Reebok deal is ending, I think it's it's at the end of this year, he is now looking at starting up his own clothing line, and if, he's, if, if, if Reebok sold over a million dollars worth of stuff, branded O'Malley uh, merch, then yeah, he should definitely do that, because why why wouldn't you if 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 there's a million dollars worth of merch floating around with your name and, and likeness on it and you're getting three thousand dollars in that i'd say it's a good idea to 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 take the diy route and uh, get more than than three thousand um, dollars he also said that he is going to start a uh, marijuana strain and this is from an MMA fighting article, the the sugar stream, and again, he said that he had this before, it didn't work out because they couldn't get it out of California, but he knows that's a mistake, and now he's going to try and get it uh, nationwide, again, very smart move, he's a young man, he's only 25, um, UFC uh, fighters, the career could end at any minute, and there's no there's no retirement plan, there's no pension, there's nothing. When that when that career is over, it's over, and the UFC throws you on, for the most part, will throw you on the, the scrap heap, move on, and get another fighter to fill that roster spot and for less money. So any chance that any fighter has to make money, they should take advantage of it, and they should do whatever they can to... To, to cash in on their whatever celebrity they do have O'Malley seems to have more than your average UFC fighter and if he can make a good amount of uh, income off his name and likeness then he should do it so good job here from Sean O'Malley Reebok's going to continue to sell stuff for for the foreseeable future Until the contract ends And then there's probably going to be someone else That steps in and sells this stuff So O'Malley needs to do better And market and You know, get them to buy his, his gear And not the UFC branded gear So good for him And I hope it works out for him Okay, so things Uh Things worked out for Jorge Masvidal if we are to believe his manager, who told Kevin Ioli of Yahoo Sports that he was very happy with the deal he struck to replace Gilbert Burns in the main event of UFC 251. Do I think Masvidal has a chance to beat Usman? I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on him. But there's always a chance he I don't know if how if he's been training with Usman in mind I'm sure he has because that was kind of the fight he was been looking for so hopefully he has been training and he has been training for an Usman fight but kind of a difficult situation to go into a fight with on six days notice and travel across halfway across the world to make that happen and fight at a weird time it's just and and the person that he's going to fight is a very difficult endeavor so at the very least I hope he got more than he initially asked for that the and that the UFC that the UFC turned him down for. And that's why we had the Burns fight in the first place was that Burns came in with an, a lower offer than Masvidal and he got to fight was Burns. Burns was not a, a, a bad choice by, by any stretch. He, he was in a position to, 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 to get that fight because of his, this, this, the run he was on. It was a good run, great run, but he was not on a Masvidal type run. Um, when it came to the quality of the last few opponents, that's for sure. But, so things have worked out for Masvidal, and the biggest thing I am concerned with with Jorge Masvidal at this point is that he got more than he originally asked for when the UFC turned him down. Um, We know he's not going to, the UFC is never going to to break the bank for any fighter, but at least he could, he, he got more than he wanted in the first go round, so good for him if that's true, and good luck to him as well because if he lands, if he beats Usman on Saturday, that's a that's a hell of a that's a hell of a run from uh, 2017 when he was on a two fight losing skid, took that year off reconfigured himself res- in his words resurrected himself and now to go from from that to potentially UFC welterweight champion that's something else something else man especially with his uh, longevity being ha- having made his MMA debut in 2003 crazy run for Jorge Masvidal um so hopefully he's made up for all the years that he was not at the top of the pay list, so good for him. Um, at the very least, we're going to have a good lead-up to the to the fight card, and there's a lot to talk about, and I think it will give the UFC a better pay-per-view number. I don't know if it's going to be great. I- I'm unfamiliar with how big of a star Masvidal would seem to be outside of the bubble. Um, inside, he's, you know, huge, but... Is he going to? Is this fight going to give you John Jones numbers? No. It's going to give you Conor McGregor numbers. No. Is it going to match Nate Diaz and Vidal? Maybe. I think that's the uh, the most they can hope for. But it still gives you three title fights, um, three good title fights, and. Yeah, good card. A lot to look forward to. Hopefully everyone stays healthy. And with that, I'm going to wrap it up for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe.